Hey there, I'm Stan Stalnaker with Hub Culture, and we're coming at you from Emerald City and Phoenix, Arizona, as well as Davos for the International Digital Davos Dialogues. Joining me today is James Hunusa, an old friend of Hub Culture, and one of the first futurists I ever met. James is currently in Arizona and has started a new project called Stardust Studios. And today's conversation is really about looking forward to 2021 and some of the big ideas and initiatives that could be playing out across uh, the technology and entertainment space. That's going to probably include something virtual, right, James? Welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Stan. I'm looking forward to this conversation. It's always bleeding edge with you. And I think since we haven't talked for a while, I think we're actually going to find um, a lot of stuff to work on together, kind of recycle some of our past projects into the future in, in new ways and remix them. Well, starting off, why don't you give our listeners a little sense of who you are? Because uh, some people may know you, but others may not. You had a long history of working in the San Francisco Bay Area tech scene. You were an early person in the crypto space, but also the impact space and climate, working with the Gates Foundation and others years ago. And then moving more recently into the development of virtual and augmented reality worlds. How do you describe yourself when you meet someone? You know, my dad, my dad told me the other day to just say your name. And then I thought about it a little bit more. I think one thing that defines me as being uh, one degree of separation or less to pretty much anybody in the, in the Western world. And because of that, I can get a lot of things done. And being connected um, to be able to get things done is an important advantage right now because many of our physical networks have been limited over the last year with COVID. How are you adapting to that? Good, I mean, I think we're, we're, we're prepared, uh, you know, not for this, but had been for the last five years, I guess, with Digital Rain, which is a, a community that um, I co-founded with Allison Raby uh, that was focused on uh, XR AI blockchain uh, for impact. That community's grown to about 3,000 online. You were there at one or two of them, Stan, our, our gatherings down at the Esalen Institute, our reality summits. So we've been, you know, kind of preparing for this and exploring the, the capabilities of, of the combinations of these emerging technologies for quite some time. Um, and I would say I was mostly digital for, you know, a lot of my life. So give us a little sense of, from your vantage point, I think it's very interesting that you, like many people, have left the Bay Area. You're now in Arizona. I think that's a reflection of these massive migrations that are happening from cities to these different places. And you're looking ahead now with this new project that you're doing called Stardust Studios, which I think is, it sounds like it's like the next evolution after the Digital Rain community. Tell us a little bit about why Arizona. Tell us about what Stardust is. Yeah. Okay. So why Arizona? Family's here. Um, weather's great. And I realized that I went to Arizona State University and to the Thunderbird School of Global Management, two super powerful institutions. Uh, that I never really took advantage of. ASU has 500,000 uh, alumni and um, 100,000 online students, uh, uh, 80,000 in-person students. Um, Thunderbird, you know, number one school in international management in the world, 50,000 global MBA uh, alumni, um, number one in SDG alignment, number one in innovation, um, just a massive research institution. And I... Uh, said, you know, for my next startup, I want to have an industrial strength backbone as much as possible. 
like take risk out of the scenario, lean into, you know, that institutional strength. So that was a big draw for me. And what I found when I got here, uh, Arizona and the Phoenix region um, have, they have a smart region and a smart state uh, initiative. So they're really putting the pedal to the metal on like new technologies and new policies and all kinds of demonstration uh, and innovation zones and districts that are uh, either in cities or in uh, ASU's real estate portfolio or their campuses. Um, so they're really looking to roll out a lot of these new technologies, like get them into the world versus, you know, having a classic academic approach. And um, so that's exciting to me to be able to test these things out at scale. So that was one of, the one of those is autonomous driving. I, I know that Arizona yeah. is in the, really in the lead coming from Arizona as a kid, because I grew up there myself those big wide open roads and that grid layout of Phoenix in particular makes it very interesting for LIDAR and some of the autonomous driving technologies that are emerging. What else is coming beyond that? Drones. um, There's, you know, policy around that. They've got, um, they got, they talk about real estate tech. Um, So they're doing new policies in in real estate because real estate's big down here. Um, They've got a blockchain um, sandbox uh, at the state, Comptroller's office, where um, you're basically got loosened regulation on experimenting with um, fintech. Lots of stuff around uh, Internet of Things. Um, again, if we talk smart cities, I'm trying to think through all of the different technologies that they're exploring. Um, so, really, you're saying like blockchain, real estate, automotive, uh, you know, let's say autonomous automotive yeah. are all kind of converging into this space in Arizona. And how does your new startup fit into that? The work that you're doing going forward, are you trying to incubate some of these ideas or are you really just looking at like thought leadership in terms of trying to get people aligned around concepts? I know that you've been working a lot lately on the idea of smart cities. And for some people, that seems like a very broad topic. Everyone talks about smart cities. You hear a lot about it with Singapore. You hear about it with some other places, even New York is talking a lot about this idea of smart cities. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for where you are? So you asked about like what, what I did with this year of COVID. So I was uh, given a title, artist in residence for um, a technology company called Versus.io, um, which is a XR AI blockchain protocol that is connected with Esri, um, the mapping company, and Unity, the game engine. So there's a lot that can be done with that. And I took the year basically to surveil the ecosystem here in Arizona and start to build some some models on um, real world cities. And one of those was something that I, I, I refer to as uh, SDG, smart with the art um, cities. So I really feel like the future of, of smart cities and have felt for a while, but just this pure technology play for cities uh, we know that doesn't work. It didn't work for um, Songdo, which was Cisco's um, prototype smart city. Um, there's been a couple of others that have just, they've been created, but nobody wanted to live in them. So I think that culture is is in community is a really important part of the future of smart cities. And, the, and you know, borrowing from or learning from, I should say, Burning Man and Black Rock City experience that, you know, the co-creation process and the participatoriness really is a... Um, is an advantage in um, in looking at how to develop these smart cities. Um, you know, just building something and, and offering it to somebody that that's something, but it doesn't create the kind of cities that you know have lasting, you know, attraction and and vibrancy. 
Are you looking to embed culture within the technology portfolio of these projects? And what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, that's that's another level of abstraction. But um, in this SDG smart city model, uh, it was um, it was uh, designed, imagined as um, having augmented reality and being able to see, you know, art uh, or, you know, motion graphics or whatever uh, in the real world. So you could do a walking tour of, uh, let's say, downtown Mesa, Arizona. I'm also talking to uh, John Mathis out of UK, who's got a sonic arts lab. Um, and we talked about doing these like music. This is his idea. Um, musical walking tours, music history walking tours of cities. Um, so you could go back to whatever, 1970, downtown Mesa, Arizona, with your headphones on and your AR glasses and get a sense of from the street level you know, what the sound and, and, and vision was at the time or go into the future, but also to have, uh, you know, overlays of, of purpose. So, you know, little Easter eggs or, you know, think about gaming nuggets of, uh, let's say, SDGs, uh, UN Sustainable Development Goals showing up, you know, on street corners or this business is doing this around um, SDG 11, um, cities and communities, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's one answer there, Stan. The other is kind of, an, um, people are talking about the spatial web now. Um, so that's what you get with augmented reality. Um, and it takes the web into 3D space and off the 2D screen and computer and phone and, and into the world. Um, and they're also talking about the ethical web. So if this web is not working for people, which it's starting to more and more kind of at the edges crack and people are saying, you know what, I'm not really down with the data and attention extraction model that this web is based on. Uh, don't need to name names there. Can we, in the next version of the web, you know, have a more distributed architecture to it? And can we start to hard code in basically into the structure of it, the values and possibly culture that we want to develop in uh, the next version of the web? How can we kind of bulletproof it towards good versus kind of leave it as technologies neutral? It depends on how you use it, good or bad. Well, I mean, bulletproofing for good is a very subjective thing. And yeah. one of the ideas of a decentralized web is that there are lots of different countervailing forces that help to, in a weird way, keep it in check. So yeah. I think that seems like a very big uh, and tall order. Let's dive a little bit more into Stardust. What's happening yeah. with that? It's relatively new. It's been in design for a year or more. I don't know. Like It's hard to say when things start, um, especially if you're kind of bringing things forward. But I decided that you know I wanted to lean you know, completely into my creative side uh, for the rest of my life. I turned 50 this year and wanted to give that a home. And, you know, in COVID times, it made sense and all the rest of stuff you're doing to make it a, a virtual studio versus, um, you know, something you need to go to be able to be in the studio anytime and with anyone. What does studio mean today? Like, because I think for a listener, what does that mean? Like, if you're an LA person, that means maybe something that's journeying, turning out content. Yeah. If you're an artist, that means a place that's maybe creating art. So is this a, like a, a place where you're... Is this a creation place? What does studio mean to you? Yeah, it's a creative space. And I think that there will be content. Um, I think there will be campaigns. I think there will be experience production. Yeah, in the real world and online. Um, I think games, transmedia, really, um, and in including all of it. And just trying to be, you know, out in front and experimenting on what the next next is. 
And what do you see as the next next? Where, where do you see, like when you envision this stuff? Because one of the things I love about you, James, is that you're, you, people always say I'm a little bit ahead, but you're one of the people I go to to look farther ahead. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're thinking about what you're manifesting from this project and this yeah. initiative, how do, it, it's very vague, right? Yeah. What you're talking about here. Yeah. Help me get more concrete on what you're seeing as that next next. Okay. You're, you're not seeing just around the next corner, but you're seeing often around the corner after that. Yeah. What are you seeing around those two corners? Because these these trends are all things that we talk about: smart cities, yeah. AR, VR, blockchain. Yeah. On the Digital Rain website, uh, Rain spelled R-A-I-G-N. There's a page called Stardazzle, which was the launch of of uh, Stardust Studios, and we partnered up with the group out of Miami on some of the events they had planned, and the Youth uh, UN General Assembly uh, also had their um, big virtual reality event um, the same day. Uh, We had just come off a uh, workshop with um, ASU's Global Futures Lab. I've seen all this stuff about Sonic Nations and it's sort of like music and culture all moved in together, right? Yeah. Wow, very cool. Like, it makes me want to dive into that. So at least the music's good. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, the the thing that I mentioned was, you know, uh, you know, it was inspired by uh, my friend Jason Wittit over at the ASU uh, Amazon Web Services Smart City Cloud, uh, he hosted this workshop with the Global Futures Lab at ASU on these moonshots for the planet. So Stardazzle was about moonshots? Well, it's part of it. I mean, I think what we're, we're working towards in the conversation later today, um, we, we were trying to design this year like a multi-stage, like mega accelerator. Um, so an accelerator for cities, an accelerator for uh, global SDG projects, like were launched by Salesforce and WEF around forests and oceans. Yeah, like the one t.org, right? Exactly, exactly. So how can we, uh, you know, accelerate companies that are are go help trying to support one the different technologies, if they're, you know, drone planning systems or any other type of forestry, for an example. So that's second stage. Third stage was this uh, concept of let's go for the massive uh, moonshots for the planet or, or earth shots and try to create an accelerator for those you know, it turns out the start of studios, we said there needs to be like a creative studio around uh, these impact initiatives and accelerator, because again, like white papers and speeches aren't going to do it. We need to make it a, a cultural movement and get these, these technologies into the world and into demonstrations and into scaling. Um, so that's kind of the idea is that um, I think a lot of what Startup studios will also be doing is like you've done, Sam, like like innovation districts or, or demonstration projects or just larger scale deployments of uh, technologies in in, um, in a system. We're looking at creating those 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 district zones, whatever we're going to call them. Um, the Caribbean, where you've done a lot of work, Stan, is one of the locations, uh, and the Bahamas specifically, um, based on some past engagements that we're looking to. Uh, bring some of those these technologies together in 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 alignment with when it's you know invited the climate smart accelerator the Caribbean climate smart accelerator that exists down there. I'd love so to hear a lot of the work that you guys are doing trying to merge this idea of impact with say the SDGs and particularly climate, and yeah. then to express it in a new kind of way. So it's sort of the studio is kind of an incubator, but kind of not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got some other, you know, uh, kind of skunk work stuff that we'll be developing our own things internally uh, that'll later be products or services. But right now, I think the, the big focus is um, 
you know, prototyping these like larger scale accelerator models. Um, we're working on uh, with teams in Miami and New Orleans, in New Orleans, uh, a virtual Mardi Gras in Miami, um, some productions around like Miami Music Week, uh, which is in March. Um, and they've got a big blockchain and XR uh, community down there. You're helping cities begin to think about how to extend the city's footprint into the virtual world in a way that is municipal almost. And I think that word municipal is very underused or underthought about right now yeah. because we're used to doing everything in the realm of the startup. And yeah. it sounds to me like where you're kind of focusing is beyond the idea of a particular company or a startup, but how to create municipal virtual existence. Am I, am I, am I digging into the right area here? Yeah, I think, I think that that's, that is true. That is one major aspect of it. A big part of what we're doing as well is to say, uh, especially coming out of COVID, um, you know, maybe during a administration transition here in the U.S., um, with the new green deals uh, out of Europe and the U.S., um, that we cannot wait for government to lead on the future and that um, we need to look at the most flexible trim tabs in the system, which, um, you know, we think are, are corporate. We've seen, you know, Amazon and Microsoft and many others make big commitments to climate, for example, and funds. The finance industry, if you look at series, uh, and their advocacy work within Wall Street and pension funds and private equity, or if you look at what cities can do versus states or countries, that's what we're trying to organize in to like get it done. Because we really believe that that 10-year mark of you know, SDGs by 2030 isn't going to happen with another you know, global meeting of heads of state. So this is sort of a grassroots effort, but when you look at what you're building, do you think that this is a kind of play that is needs to be decentralized and open source for it to be successful? Or is it the sort of thing where it's going to be about case studies where you particularly put together or do a project, whether it's the virtual Mardi Gras in New Orleans or the project in Miami or some kind of smart city program in Phoenix. Do you see these as being like one-off things that people can point to and adapt? Or is there a need for a kind of more fundamental system of scaling innovation that everyone can then sort of tap into? I would, I'm betting on decentralized uh, demonstrations that say, okay, it's happened over here. It's possible. Um, what can we learn from it? How can we, how can we scale it? How can we adapt it? I don't think it's everybody under one roof. Um, I think that it is everybody moving in the same direction and getting enough people to do it their own way. Um, as it makes sense, you know, to their local context or whatever business. That's typically the the way of the web, right? And yeah. especially for technologists, the, the religion of decentralization is um, certainly dominant right now. But I do wonder if there's a need for better types of infrastructure to enable these things to happen. Like I, when I think about this, I think about like ETH2, like Ethereum 2.0, which is pushing forward the decentralized finance and you know even beyond finance, the decentralized application world. And generally a lot of the run-up right now in value in the crypto world has been around decentralized applications that enable other people to build do you think that that's going to play a role in, I mean, certainly beyond finance, but in this idea of 
municipal infrastructure or like the city of the future? And if so, who's, who's doing well in that fight right now? You know, if we do our thing right, there's a lot of platforms and distributed technologies. And there was lots of hype around crypto and blockchain, um, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, you kind of got the crypto winter. But I think there was a lot of technology developed there that didn't really get out on the streets or into the world. And I think that now that's true of augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence as well. Um, so there's a lot of systems and platforms that have been developed and the integration of those and the actual like putting them into a system and putting them into a real world environment or a virtual slash real world environment um, is the next is the next step just to see what it can do. Um, and I think that it is going to be a bunch of islands of innovation. And I think we're going to stop looking at Silicon Valley to be the, the Mecca. Uh, and I think we're already seeing that. Do you and, think that the pandemic has forced the exodus of Silicon Valley talent to a point that it may be seen as a tipping point for the stranglehold that Silicon Valley has on tech? Yeah. I don't know that it was it was just the pandemic. I mean, the timing was uncanny, but I mean, I was ready to leave San Francisco a while ago. Uh, it just kind of lost its vibe. Maybe the pandemic loosened up the need to be there, to be in job. Um, at the world leaders and it just made it clear which, which was possible. I mean, us working from home has been, my mom worked from home in the 80s. Um, this has been possible for a very long time. Um, I think it just made it culturally acceptable to do so now. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's cheaper on everybody. Who needs the real estate? Who needs offices? No one, um, at least to go to 40 hours a week. Because you're a culture guy and you're talking about this idea of, you know, it's a little bit, abstract right what we're talking about i think for most people before we finish up here can you give me like a vision of what you think this looks like practically going forward maybe a few years out like what does success look like for stardust what does success look like for these municipal locations that you're working with to help them imagine a better future because we're facing a lot of problems we're facing a crisis in a way that is so slow burning that we haven't even begun to see the impacts of it yet economically yeah. uh, with coronavirus, destruction of a lot of small businesses in, yeah. in the United States and, and also around the world. You know, hundreds of millions of people have been plunged into poverty as a result of 2020. There is going to be an urgent call for new infrastructure to build out of this. And we have really one chance to get it right. You're a mind that I respect in this area. You're, you're kind of talking about all these things vaguely, but what does it look like more concretely coming out of this situation? What does a good world look like using some of these technologies? I'm actually going to be on a panel at uh, Heresius, a uh, global gathering in March that talks about the post-COVID entrepreneur. Excited about that and honored. Um, I think that, you know, we've got a lot of reskilling to do in the population, and we probably have a lot of, um, I'll call it, virtual transformation versus digital transformation because that's got a lot of digital it's got a lot of you know baggage to it or understanding that goes with it and i think that what we need to go to is like how do we uh at scale convert most businesses and operations to you know virtual first you know when it was mobile first or web first in development i think we need to do um life as virtual first and look at like what 
falls away when we when we do that. Is that pathway going to get us to the sustainability nirvana that we need to get to 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 stop or slow climate change? No, and I think that you know. When I've been in the climate movement 15 years, Sam, I think we met first at Governor Schwarzenegger's climate uh, summit, maybe in 2007. Mm-hmm. We always in the climate movement looked back at these historical kind of movements of people, right? We looked at uh, JFK's uh, We're Going to the Moon. We looked at the Manhattan Project. Um, we looked at, you know, the mobilization in World War II in the U.S. I think that, you know, we've got Elon saying we're going to Mars. So we've got our moonshot, our Mars shot. ASU's built uh, basically an academic national lab uh, for earth science um, in the Global Futures Lab. Um, And we do not yet have a mass mobilization like is necessary for, you know, what we're facing with climate. And I don't know who makes that call. I I don't know if it's Biden. I don't know if it's, you know, some other world leader um, or if it comes from private sector or somewhere else. But I think that we do need to have businesses, finance, just get into this wholesale and maybe change the business that they're in. Like during the war, uh, automakers turning into aircraft manufacturers or whatever was necessary. Like let's stop making, um, you know, distractive technologies uh, just for social funsies and uh, build the shit that's necessary for the future of humanity on the planet. Yeah. I mean, I think, unfortunately, I would argue that climate is probably a harder task than getting to Mars, solving climate. It's so um, oriented around the idea of the commons and we don't have a way of protecting the commons in an efficient way partially because of the nation state system and partially because of just the demand on resources relative to consumption so it's not a bright picture i don't think however i'm a believer that technology can do it that and us i mean i think we've looked for technology solves for a long time i think we need to um get our house in order if you will as as a species And that is not just, um, you know, recycling or driving a Prius uh, type of solves. It's like, you know, the corporates, the countries or the cities, like really, really getting serious about it and making the changes at, you know, the biggest inflection points in the world and doing it, you know, very aggressively. Solar is now three kilowatt cents an hour down to free in California. In some ways, the old ways just cannot compete financially with the new ways. Yeah. And one would hope that the dynamic of that, if we can scale those things rapidly enough, we'll be able to hit the curve. Yeah. James, thank you for joining us today for this really wandering and fascinating conversation. Stardust Studios, Municipal, Virtual, some new ideas in here um, to pick through. Tell us like where we can find out more about your projects and if you're a city planner or you're a city that's looking to think about how you plunge beyond a website, beyond a, an incubator, beyond an accelerator, I think you're one of the guys to talk to to think about a more holistic idea of a city or place in the virtual sphere. How do they find you? Yeah, well, one thing I wanted to mention just because you kind of teed it up and um you know, this is going to be released during uh, Davos agenda, I think you said, for World Economic Forum. Um, I recall a conversation that you and I had on, I think it was virtual countries and digital nations um, a couple of years back at Hub Culture. And I think neither of us have let that go. So, yes, there's a municipal side here, but I think there's also, you know, larger governance uh, experiments at scale that are going to be in the future roadmaps as well. Yeah, I would say right now um, we've got a page on Digital Rain called Stardazzle. 
Um, we're going to build our site out more on Facebook, uh, Biggie Stardust. Um, and we've got a project called Universe Exploding, which is um, kind of an impact festival uh, model that we've been working on for quite a while. Um, that'll be expressing online uh, or virtually in the February timeframe through a couple of events. Uh, let's see how else. Uh, there's a digital rain community on Facebook that's about 3,000 people um, that are looking at that intersection of uh, XR, AI, blockchain for impact. Um, that's a couple ways that I can think of. We've, we're also on, on LinkedIn. We've got LinkedIn community. So we're still building out the infrastructure for Stardust Studios. But, um, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn. Give me a call. My phone number, my uh, email's there. So um, that's a good, another good way. Okay. For the rest of our listeners, I'm Stan Stoliker coming at you from our virtual place our virtual municipality of emerald city you can find it at hubculture.city open a property and uh experiment with us there james thanks for joining us uh enjoy phoenix and that nice weather down there thanks for helping us get a little glimpse around a couple corners around what it means to be a city in the 21st century for hub culture i'm stan stoliker please subscribe to the chronicles on Apple, iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other place that you listen to your podcast.